Good morning, guys. Thanks for meeting on Saturday since we couldn't meet yesterday with everybody's work schedule. Um, I am Todd, and welcome to Already His Workmanship's podcast. Uh, today I have Dell. Hello. And uh, Logan as well. So, hello, um, everyone. Thank you so much for uh, listening again. So glad to have Dell back in the house again. So, let's see. Um, last week we talked. The first thing about uh, doing a spiritual inventory, kind of what the structure looks like, making a list. Um, we had the questions of who have you harmed and who has harmed you? Um, I'm not sure. Do, do you guys want to talk about that one at all this week? Or do we want to kind of leave that one there since that's a pretty personal list of stuff that we do? I'm good to talk about anything, Todd. Um, right. I uh, can share, yeah, but it is as far as who's who's harmed might be a long list for me. Yeah, so um, I'll just do like one for me. So, like you know, the person I've harmed the most in my addictions and life, um, at least at least the past twenty years, was my wife. Right, like just just my behavior. You know, even this past week. Uh, was struggling with that part of the serenity prayer. What's my part? Like, like what, what's in my control? What's out of my control? And sometimes when I don't get that right, I'm like asking my wife to change stuff so I can be better. Uh, right. And like, I need you to work on this so I can be better. And that's never really the truth. Right. And I mean, maybe her doing a different thing would like not harm me or not hurt me, but like, that's not actually going to make me like okay inside right only god makes me okay inside so um that that's one that i can slip into really easily is that i like kind of codependent thing where i start thinking some external person especially my wife because she's my closest relationship in the world um if she changed um i would be okay uh so that's the one that i do all the time and it it's never the truth and it never really um benefits my marriage at all so yeah uh, what about you, Dell? Yeah, the person I've harmed the most is is the same. You know, as an addict, alcoholic, it's it's my wife, right? Um, it is looking back the way that I lived versus now and how I used to treat her versus now. Um, there's uh, no doubt, and even had multiple conversations that um, I'm just grateful that uh, she stuck with me, that she saw the light of the person that I am deep inside and helped me bring that out. So um, living with me in the, in the way that I did, I was living for years must've been miserable for her. And uh, so, like I said, I'm just grateful that uh, she saw the light and stuck with me. Awesome. How about you, Logan? Not a lot of variety here. Um, I think I just I feel like, you know, your closest relationships, you know, the, the people who are the closest to you are the ones who get dumped on the most um, because they can. Um, you know, I, I have to say that my wife and then by varying degrees, uh, my children in order of their uh, birth, I, I tell my kids that um, that they my oldest, I tell him he had the worst father and then down down the line i've improved and they, they have a better experience as uh, time has gone gone past but yeah i mean for me for me it's uh my 
addiction to um, the approval of others and of sort of uh, work success uh, stole, you know, steals time, you know, where, you know, if, if I, if I'm on about a project or something else, or they're the ones who always get the time stolen from them. And my wife being the foremost one of, of all of them. And then they, they give up time. And then in return, they get this guy who's stressed out and um, irritable, cranky, and, you know, overly sensitive. So it's, it's like a really, it's a really crappy exchange for them. Um, and that that's, I know it's caused harm um, over the years. And it's something that I'm endeavoring to, to do a better job of by just being a better, well, not being a better person, but yeah, being a more fully integrated person. So. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for both sharing guys. That's um, a super big deal. Right. So um so this week we're gonna start in on some of the big issue feeling things um that we have to do through the uh spiritual inventory um you know i got some pretty good feedback for some listeners uh about like all the things we're talking about are fantastic um but having it be a little bit more focused per podcast would help everybody just kind of process what's going on and and uh, go. So, um, not that we're going to go particularly slow, or it will won't be probably equally as dense in some of these conversations. But um, over the next few weeks, uh, probably I don't know. Uh, we'll see how long it is, but we'll be taking several weeks, and we're going to take a crack at each one of the kind of big things that affect our relationships that we should be kind of putting into an inventory and thinking about um, as we move forward. So um, the first fun one we get to talk about is resentment. Um, like and resentments, you know, from the traditions of recovery are like the underlying part of a huge chunk of spiritual disease, right? Where um i think the best visual i've heard it described as is is swallowing poison uh with the absolute belief that it's going to kill the person you're angry with and resentful towards uh, <laughs> um that that's what is actually happening right is that right um most of the time in my resentments when i was uh before I came into recovery and started working on them, the people I was re resentful towards didn't even know it, right? Or they may have been aware of it, but there wasn't something that was like in their head all the time, right? Like I might be thinking about it all day long, every day for five years straight, but that person wasn't thinking about it hardly ever, right? They, they weren't thinking like, oh, like I harmed Todd and uh, I should do something about it or anything, right? They were just living their life. They they may have been completely like like unaware. There are people in my life who um, adamantly believe that everything they did was right, regardless of uh, of what it is, right? Which is totally fine. Like it's not my job. I've like come to a point where I understand it's not my job to go tell them uh that you know no, i believe what they did was wrong um that's that's not my thing right uh yeah um 
And so my experience with resentment was that, right? Is this like deeply held thing, right? Just like this got so focused on the debts held against me and it just, you know, turned me into this like very selfish, self-focused person Um, because I just justified all these behaviors, whatever it happened to be, uh, whether it was drinking or looking at porn or playing video games 50 hours a week or whatever it happened to be, it was always about, you know, well, if you knew what happened to me and you knew I was so resentful, you would, you would totally be okay with what I'm doing right now. Um, and that's how I use resentment, but it was just so poisonous, right? Like I just, like I just infected everything in my life. It wasn't like it was just holding it towards one person. I would like every little tiny thing somebody would do that, like, hurt my feelings i would get resentful towards them or if they reminded me of incidents that happened in my past or they happened to be present when i disassociated and remembered some abuse i had gone through in the past like i would hold resentments against them right it was a, it was there like um when i was first in my marriage my wife would say something that would be like like a should be a small fight but because it tripped over something that I was resentful for and hadn't ever addressed, it was this super big fight where I was super mad. Um, and it wasn't okay for me to be like that. Um, so it just affected everything, right? It was just, it made me internally toxic all the time. Um, most of the people in the outside world didn't know it, but anybody who was close to me would feel it and it'd just be like random. You'd have to walk you know, walk on eggshells because you never knew when you were going to step on the landmine and have a pod blow up or like not even blow up, just be like a jerk, right? And just not be nice. So um, that's a little bit of where I'm at on the resentment piece. So uh, I'll kick it to Logan first for the resentment things that he can share. Then we can kind of run a table at all. Well, I mean, I, I've, as you were sharing, it reminds me of the um, the parable of the unforgiving debtor the, in Matthew 18, uh, 21 through 35, if anyone wants to look it up. But the, you know, the basically the synopsis of it is that a man goes in front of the king and he owes him. I, I did the research once for, for a, uh, for a sermon that I did. And it was like, it was like a million dollars. It was like a million, a million bucks or like 2 million bucks. It was a lot of money. And then the king forgives him. And then he walks out and he's, you know, walks out through the streets. And then there's a guy who owes him. And it's not an insignificant amount of money. It's like $100,000 or, you know, $50,000 or something like that. And he won't forgive him. And he says, hey, where's my money? You need to give it to me. And he's like going to prosecute this guy. And then the king hears about it and he drags him back again. And he basically throws him in jail for the rest of his life. And 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 so the the, the parable there are the, is what happens to us when we keep resentment and unforgiveness toward others is actually because of what we've been give, forgiven for, the, the the magnitude of it. And then we hold unforgiveness toward other people. We are actually the ones who end up in jail. Um, and we're the ones who actually end up in, in, in the, in a prison of our own making and and of our own mind. And, um, you know, it's, you know, it's the reality is, is that is, is that we're the ones that end up getting hurt. Um, and, and that's the difficult part of sometimes of this, of like this journey, even me going through it. Right. Um, 
my for my personality, I love to not process and deal with um, things that people have done to me or I've done to other people um, because I don't want to think about it and it's easier to run away from it. So you just like stuff it away. Uh, somebody hurt me. Um, I have resentment toward them. Uh, this is uncomfortable. Uh, I'm just not going to think about it. And so I'll just, you know, busy myself doing something else. Um, and then, so actually you go back to do an inventory <laughs> And then you go, man, I'm pissed off at everybody <laughs> uh, because <laughs> it was all in the sack <laughs> in the corner that I don't deal with. And now I have to deal with it. Um, but it's like, I guess we fool ourselves into thinking that that if you are that type of person, that you're not actually thinking about it. It's just in your subconscious. And I, I would, I noticed that, you know, as so I started, you know, the last few years do a little bit more work on my dealing with my emotions and dealing with my, that kind of stuff is that like, it's like, wait, why, why do I treat that person differently than this other person? Like, oh, wait a minute. It's because I actually am resentful toward them. I'm actually am at some level angry, um, but I just haven't let myself admit that I am. And so if I ever want to get to the place where I can just treat that person the way that I should, like, you know, then I actually need to process and go through and go through the process of forgiving them. Um, and it, it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Um, because especially since I don't generally, I usually let most things go. And so if I have something in that sack, it's because something really bad like this, it was, it was not insignificant. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's, that's been my, my process on, on that. And just kind of my thoughts on it is, you know, there's different personalities and some people just like hold stuff and they like dwell on it. And, I don't generally do that, but it's not, it's not that it's like some virtue. It's, it's still there. It's just never going away unless I go through that process. And it just, I, it's just going to make my relationships like slightly more bitter and slightly more bitter and slightly more bitter to the point where I then avoid those people because I just never want to go through that sack and actually pull out what's inside of it. And so but we you know, have to dive in. Yeah. So as you were talking, it reminded me of, um, even there's just like so many of them that I had, right. But, but one that I remember dealing with, um, I was resentment against work, right? Like when I was, uh, I was a manager at Dairy Queen and, um, my assistant manager passed away suddenly overnight and she was really, really loved by my entire staff, all my, all the teenagers who worked for us. And it happened like right at the beginning of the summer, like it was like beginning of May or something like that, right before mother's day. Um, it was right in there. Um, maybe it was April and like, we were just all like super broken and we made it through the summer, but like, you know, our heart wasn't like the entire staff's heart was just, you know, really distraught. And then my like owners of the the the, the store that I worked for sat me down and were irate because I didn't have high enough profit that, that I should have for the summer. And I'm like, I don't know. I did the best job I could in this situation, right? And I was like really resentful for them blowing me up, but like. You know, like they have a business to run. Uh, they needed their business to be run at a certain level for it to be okay. And there was a a bunch of stuff that was going on for them that like, that was just like um, the ownership group that they needed to work through themselves. And 
Yeah. And, you know, there's no need for me to hold that resentment against them. They did the best they could to support us and the staff and all the things that they did for her family. They did the most they could. So I don't know that was just one of the one of the many many ones I had to work through uh, when I first came there. So and they can come from just about any direction, right? I'm I'm really good at turning the person who cut me off in the uh, traffic into somebody I resent, right? So I don't even have to really know them very well. So, um, what about you, Dell? Yeah, uh, definitely a uh, good topic hitting home. Um, I just went through some resentment uh, this week, and it's a lot of the reasons why uh, yesterday was one of the bigger challenge I let myself get into. I had had agreed to um, volunteer to coach football again, and I immediately look at that time gap and start thinking about what I'm not going to get done and then who around me should be helping and, and doing things. And, um, I'm taking on this extra burden yet. What I start resenting people with more free time in my family. And, uh, then I wake up, uh, the next morning and I get a, um, past due note. Well, I had went and changed my, uh, billing at our gym to a different credit card because we're banking here locally now and they never changed it. I didn't look at the other account. Finally, I get this 90 days delinquent on a, you know, $50 charge that is, um, drops my credit score 70 points. Right. And I'm going, oh my gosh, well, of course it's not my fault. Right. Because it's everyone else who's not doing what I'm doing's fault. Right. So I began to lash out about, you know, hey, the kids aren't doing this and the kids aren't doing that. And I'm going to need some help here and I'm going to need some help here. All the while, I was the one that agreed to volunteer coach, which is going to cut in my time. I was the one not reading the emails telling me that you're past due on a $15 a month gym membership. Yet I harvested all of this and my output was resentment towards others. And it's odd that this topic is today because this just happened yesterday. Um, So it was a really, really tough night on me that I uh, created myself, Um, was able to watch a documentary and things last night um, and then woke up this morning about 517 with a whole new energy. It was as if something conked me in the head overnight and said, get a clue, man. Like you're the, you are the source of this problem. So I got up, cleaned the house, did a bunch of stuff over, um, and just really wanted my wife to come downstairs to a clean house. So she would notice. And I just wanted to just contribute a little bit. So at least subconsciously she'll look at it and say, Oh, this is great. I mean, um, no wife has ever come down and complained about a clean kitchen. So I knew that, uh, I was like, how do, (laughs) how do I make up? How do I do this? So, um, anyway, you know, it's, it's just odd that this was the topic today. And then I allowed myself to get into this resenting situation. Um, you know, just the last two days. So it started about Thursday evening carried through Friday. So, um, that is, uh, that's the example I have today. That's fresh from the fresh off the presses right there. Yeah. 
<laughs> yep, yep. Something, uh, something above brings these topics that just uh, hit it home. Um, yeah. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. So <laughs> that's <laughs> you, you mentioned the kitchen thing, right? And that's yep. That's one of our things in this house too, right? I'll like clean the whole kitchen up, and then after like. You know, then the whole day goes by and I come back down, the kitchen's dirty and I'm like angry and upset and irritable and uh it's like yep. yeah, and so um there the, there's things there uh, that are there, right? That for me yep. too, right? So Yep. Uh, and it's always odd how I never notice my own footprint. It's everybody mm-hmm. else's, right? It's mm-hmm. my my uh coffee cup will be in the sink, but it's the three others that i'm mad about no, right? it's okay for your coffee cup to be there because you work hard yes right? no one else in your life right it's like it, it, that, that's the it's the i had you know it's the grace we extend to ourselves because we judge ourselves based on our intention and everybody else based on their actions right oh no 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 my, that wasn't my intention but we when we look at other people it's like but your actions are this because we don't know their intentions but it's like oh yeah now i get a pass because i'm i'm a hard-working dude but you know oh yeah yeah that's i i run into that so many times so i uh, just curious for you guys um how much would you say resentments uh resentment affects your life today just like maybe on a scale of one to ten or just like in general reflection how much do you think it affects your life right now I, I can go first. You know, honestly, I, I think it's, I would have to say five-ish for me. I mean, there's some things that I look pat, back in the way I was raised and the way I grow, grew up. But if I focus in on the good and not the, the bad, it really helps me a lot. So I don't think, you know, in fact, prior to this podcast, I, I don't know that I had given it much thought, right? I have, I've been doing and living in such a better way. I'm just grateful and happy for that, right? And so I don't have a lot of resentment. I don't have anything. I just, it's, it pops up when I create it, right? It's, it's always that thing that I'm just the biggest source of my own problems. Like externally, when I look at things, it's, I've, I've got it really good externally, but it's like, I wake up and if I don't mount myself to that track, that my path for the day, then, um, I, you know, I, I create issues and, and I'm good at that. So not, not something to brag about, but it's, you know, the reality of of who I am and who, who the reality of my life. Um, it's one to 10. Gosh, it's tough. Uh, for me, it's a significant thing, actually. I, I don't, I don't think most people in my life would think that would, would, would think that. Um, because again, I do, I do a good job of kind of putting on a happy face about stuff or kind of curating the person that they, that they interact with. But I think, I think because I push myself really hard to achieve and work and, I see myself and part of my self identity is still as, as a person who's a hard worker. Um, you know, that's just like something that I, you know, it's like, I'm proud about. Um, 
is that that directly leads into whenever there is an expectation on me that is not met. And, and so this is the spiral. Okay. I take on a lot, a lot of responsibility, a lot of work, et cetera. So I push myself really hard to do it um, because I, I need to meet the expectation and I need to succeed. So what that requires is a lot of energy, a lot of energy. And then, so I'm tired. So then I'm around my family or then I'm around others and I'm tired. And then there's something that I haven't done. There's something that I didn't do, something that I forgot to do. I, I had a responsibility that I was supposed to take care of. And then it's like, Logan, why did you forget to pick up, you know, this, or, you know, you were supposed to take the package to the to UPS to mail it off. And then this furious anger comes up inside of me of like, don't you know what my life is like? Don't you know how much I'm working on your behalf? Don't you know what? And it's like, that is the resentment of, I'm like doing this stuff and I'm resenting those people around me having really any level of expectation. But at the same time, <laughs> it's such a stupid thing. At the same time, it's like, I love to serve my family. I love to work hard on their behalf. I love to bless them. But whenever there's something that I've done where I have to admit that I, I forgot something or I didn't do something, or it's like there's this resentment of that I'm carrying because I'm working so hard. Um, and it's, it's really, it really makes me a, sometimes a very difficult person to live with, I think. Um, I think my, my wife would, would say that. She would never say it because she wouldn't want to hurt my feelings and she wouldn't want to admit that. I'm probably challenging. She would well, she might admit it to me, but never to somebody else outside of our family. Um, but that that's, I, I have a consistent struggle with that, like consistent struggle with, and I probably wouldn't have connected that to resentment before, but now that we're thinking it, we're talking about it. It is, it is a, cause I know because it flares up when I walk into the room and like one of my boys, my, and I have a 16 year old and I have a 13 year old boy. If they're not like, if they're just like, laying on the couch on their phone, just dinking around. And I'll be like, this is how the, this is how it goes. Hey, what'd you do today? Oh, and especially during the summer. Oh my gosh. It's been, it's been like a minefield. I don't know. They haven't done anything. And then I'll like get on them and start drilling down. Okay. Did you do this? Did you do this? And then, you know, and then, then you know, why are you bothering me so much? Oh, you know what I did today? You know, and then it's just like, I'm like offended and resentful. I'm resentful that I'm working and they're just like, it's summer for God's yep. sake, man. It's like, and for my 16 year old boy, probably the last summer ever that he's ever going to have a summer off to just enjoy life. Right. And my wife reminds me of this. And I was like, oh, why doesn't he have a job? Why isn't he doing something? Whatever. She's like, this is his last summer as a kid. Yep. You should just let him have the summer. I'm like, yeah, but in my mind, I would love to have just do that. It was like, yes, you're a 40 something year old man. Of course you would love to have a summer where you don't do anything. That's not how the world works. Right. But yeah. So it's, it, it's, I don't know what, I don't want to give you a number, but it's above five. <laughs> yeah. Well, Logan, um, Logan just signed a big spotlight on my life um, now here. Uh, so, Logan, that was incredibly valuable what you said. You brought a, a light to my resentment where come June, my, you know, my son graduate or come June, I, I sit him down and I said, hey, you're going into your senior year. 
man, I would do anything just to wake up, lift weights, play football and get prepared. And he's like, yeah, this is going to be great. Then he does it. Right. And not the other things. And I, you know, he basically does what his dad tells him to do. Don't just focus on being a kid, being a senior, lift weights, work hard, get ready. And then I resent the fact, like you said, if the kid's sitting around, it's like, God, I've got a list of things that he could be doing. Right. So, um, yeah, you definitely shined a, uh, a big light on what, and the other thing that you said that really resonates is, um, if I forget to do something or I, I turn towards, um, yeah, I forget that, but I only forgot it because I'm doing all these other things and look how great I am here. Right. And so I get that resent feeling when, you know what, I'm the one that said I would do this, go to the store, pick up this, whatever. And, um, I'm not very handy. And our air air conditioner started leaking, uh, water yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, so I got this thing and I'm, and she's like, do you know what Tanya says to me? She's like, do you know what's wrong with it? And I'm like, I've, no idea, but it's like I started to get resentful towards her because I don't know how air conditioners works. I don't know why it's leaking. So we'll call someone Monday and get that figured out. But Logan, thank you for that. I don't know if I should thank you or be upset, but I just had a major spotlight shined on my life. So, <laughs> Todd, I did to somebody else what you always do to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing that man that yeah i'm glad it's not just me um (laughs) you know so mine will be lower but that's because my 10 was higher i think than your guys's (laughs) right because when i started like writing out like my my spiritual inventory and i got done with it like it was like, you know, I always talked about it being like 32 pages long, you know, 25 to 30 pages of those were just resentments, right? I resented something that had happened to me and it was a really, really massive list of stuff. It like, it basically infected my entire life, right? So, um, like today it's probably it's maybe to a five at the worst right like if i feel a really deep hurt pain like i'll be resentful for that and i'll try to control it for a while until i can get myself right again um you know and so their resentment pops up in there so um i don't like actively do it like when it pops up in my head i like battle against it but that battle is super exhausting right and i'm not particularly good i'm not i'm not working those first three steps that we've talked a lot about very well in that process like um that tricky part of knowing what's uh, under my control and knowing what's not in my control that's part of the serenity prayer like uh, that's like that's like a huge battle for me all the time right so then it probably will pop up you know to 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 up there sometimes um but i'm let's see how is it like try to actively battle it because i know how damaging it is to my life um right but but it still pops up it still does um you know and it pops up in weird ways but it's always like when i feel some type of hurt right if i feel a hurt 
it always starts slipping into resentment no matter how much i battle against it it just does and then eventually i can get through it and i can do all the other things with it uh that i have to that we'll cover in the future but like it's there right and it happens all the time like yesterday it was hard for me i was like looking super forward to doing the podcast it's one of the things i look forward to all week long and i was feeling kind of restless irritable and discontent <laughs> and then then both of you were like i can't do it and i'm like oh i'm relying on doing this action to make myself feel good rather than like god and so i had to go deal with that right because that's what i do all the time right i didn't get too resentful but it was like blah i was at a blah day all day long because i wasn't really like engaging with that other stuff that i needed to do to like just get right and eventually i got right but it took most of the day to get there it took most of the day to get to the realization that i was trying to control stuff that uh, was out of my control um and wasn't uh like seeking the stuff that i could control from god right and once i got to that point everything was fine again but it took most of the day uh, to get there for me right so um and it's hard so i had a long conversation with my wife and she's like you think everything is my fault right now and i'm like i want to say that but in my experience every single time i've said that in the past 14 years i've been utterly completely wrong whenever i'm thinking it's your fault and you need to change something so i can be okay a hundred percent of the time i've been wrong so i'm just gonna go with that right now because that's <laughs> what's proven out every single time yeah then then after that conversation i had that realization i'm like oh yeah todd you're trying to control stuff you can't control and and you know whenever i get stuck into that then you know even if it doesn't start happening actively where i'm actively swallowing that poison the resentment just starts to grow once once i'm trying to control outcomes that are outside of my control resentment follows immediately behind it so um and i feel it and i identify it and i'm like that is not something that's good for my life. And I battle against it. And it, it always comes down to like a first step or first three step thing for me in my life. Right. That's why we'll talk about it a bunch. We'll be talking about it for this entirety of the podcast of that. Cause that's been my, my repetitive experiences is every single time that stuff is popping up. I haven't adequately given control over to God. I haven't adequately believed he can help me through it. I haven't adequately put uh, Jesus in control of everything. Um, that's, and then I get back to there, and then I'm fine again. So, um, yeah. So most of my conversations I've had with Logan over this stuff over the years has been that process of just like mm -hmm. I need to talk this out because I know I'm in the wrong headspace, and I'm like I'm struggling with this. And then a half an hour later, after I'm okay, Logan's not okay anymore because I'm caught up something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You reminded of me. Of, you reminded me of something that was in the sack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I uh, know is beautiful and terrible all at the same time. Mm -hmm. So um, my joke, you know, from the recovery rooms and just hanging out with me is if you. If you engage with me long enough, if you didn't have any issues, I'm going to give you some. Um, so, uh, man, I'm just so thankful for you guys and your open communication around this because it's such a 
such a difficult thing, right? And I know, I know my wife listens to this, so I'm sure sometime in the future when she gets to this episode, she'll come back and chat with me on stuff because she'll be like, oh, I didn't realize that or didn't realize this, right? She's had several conversations with me about that so far. Um, but that's great. It helps our relationship. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think this is probably a good stopping point for the conversation on resentment, unless you guys had some other things to kind of throw in there. No, I think besides uh, Logan shining the light in my face, um, I think it's just proof, right? I mean, I know today I'm going to be a better guy because of I shared with you too, right? And, you know, we look at bravery as that gladiator. I always talk about this, that gladiator going in and fighting in front in Roman times or whatever it may be. And it's like, what is truly brave is being able to tell another guy, you got to talk about something because it's that man up. We were grown, you know, we were raised in an era where there wasn't a lot of empathy. It was pick yourself up, man up, be a man. And, you know, being a man and being brave is just talking it out, you know, just, Hey, I, can I run something by you, you know, to another guy. And, and that's really powerful. And so I know today's, I think today's going to be a really good day for me. Mm-hmm. My day is going to be better because of it too. So um, one of the things I want to just encourage everybody is like, Hey, you know, the three of us get to talk to each other, right. On a regular, really regular basis. So we, the, the podcast is setting that up for us. Right. But you know, if you don't have that in your life and you're listening here, just, get one friend to listen along with this thing and talk about the stuff we talk about together with them. Right. Is that, that alone is going to help more than anything else. And I can't encourage that enough. And honestly, that's the entire goal of this podcast, right. Is to uh, help one another get connected to people. So I pray every day that somebody who listens here can get connected to another human being and, just talk about that stuff so we're not going out and farming the world but we're helping it that's that's the whole entire goal of what we're doing so um excellent uh do you have any closing thoughts logan no i mean i think i think you kind of hit hit the nail on the head there that that we're designed to be in community as human beings we're designed to exist that way and that's how we you know, that's how the best expression of ourselves is when we're plugged in to community. Mm-hmm. And so you either, you know, however that community looks, you know, for me, most of my community is my church body. And, and, you know, the, it, when I'm in a difficult place, they wrap their loving arms around me. Um, but, you know, that can be a community of your own making it can be, you know, some friends that you are determined to stick with, um, regardless of if they say things that are difficult for you to hear. Um, those are actually, I think that's a mark of maturity for me as a man is at some point in my life, I understood that the people who were saying the things to me that were the hardest things to hear were the ones who loved me the most because they were willing to sacrifice the relationship and the ease of, of the, of the relationship in order to say something that I really needed to hear. And that's actually, that's really love, um, is saying, Hey, I love you enough that I don't want you to walk into that pit full of spikes. And even if you are pissed off at me that I told you about it, 
I'm still going to tell you about it. And so that's that uh, community or friends. I just encourage people to invest in friends who will tell them the tough stuff. Um, not just tell them, you know, not just, not just good times friends, but the ones who will actually, um, you know, risk it for your benefit. So yeah, I've grown a lot because of the people like that. You know, um, I've often heard uh, people, especially men, talk like, why would I want to dredge up the past? Why would I want to talk about it? That just, you know, all you're doing is bringing pain back into my life. I don't want to do it. Um, but that's not the truth. Like the truth of the situation is, is we are tearing down a wall that we've built internally that keeps us separate from others when we're doing this work. Um and that feels scary as all get out because that wall we built up to protect us, right? Um, but it doesn't need to be there. And we can tear down. And that's what this work is doing. It's not just dredging up the past so we can feel pain. It is pointing out the fact that we have a wall that we've built up between everyone and ourselves. And like a sequen- like sequentially demolishing it. Or finding the cornerstone and pulling the cornerstone out so it just falls away and we clear out the debris, right? So um, that's what the work is really doing is that. So we can actually have the stuff that we really want and we can actually fulfill the calling we have as men by doing the work. So um, with that, uh, for next week's thing, I th- next week we're going to cover fear. Uh, we've already asked the question of what are you afraid of? Um, so I guess, um, what would be a good question for next week on that part? Um, I think we just want to keep it on the, um, list of people, you know, just continue to work on who has harmed you, who have you harmed? And, And next week we'll delve into how fear plays a role in that list. Um, I think that question is going to probably stay the same for a little while because um, we're going to just kind of gently go through this period of time um, with, you know, figuring it out and uh, figuring out how we can love on people better and getting through this portion of it. Um, don't worry. We're going to go through a process after this that helps take care of everything that's on this list but we have to do it well in order to be able to do the rest of the work. So um, love you all. And thank you so much for being on this journey. And uh, Dell, do you want to pray us out? It's, it's coming. We're just, we're just not, we're just not ready. I'm, I'm in fear of my seeking approval and thinking about, did I do good enough? So uh, all right. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it to you guys. Thank you. Well, we won't right. resent you for that, for that answer. <laughs> Say, look, oh, look at that. We pulled together like five episodes. <laughs> so uh, I'll keep gently asking and respecting your boundaries on it, Del. So uh, yeah. Logan, do you want to pray us out today? I certainly will. Lord, we just thank you. Uh, thank you for this time. Lord, we thank you for uh, the wonderful uh, kinship of, um, of other people and, and, um, we thank you. Thank you so much for the bravery that has been displayed by people uh, sharing sharing their life. But I just pray that this um, that this time and then this discussion would be um, just a wonderful blessing to those people who listen to it. And I just pray that it would find the people who need to hear it, um, so that they can um, they can be blessed and they can move through 
and deal with uh, maybe some of the difficult things in their life. Uh, we just again thank you for the giving us the freedom and the ability to do this, and we thank you so much for the benefit that it's brought to each one of our lives. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you.